Well, hello, everyone. Today is Tuesday, April 13th, 2021. This is Byron Howell and the Byron Howell Ministries podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. Today, we're going to talk about how Christians should dominate the world around them and how Christians should dominate the world at large. And as with most of our topics, this is multifaceted and potentially complicated, but I think we can, you know, distill it down, keep it simple, and learn some actionable truth that will help us move forward in what into what God really has for us. And we're going to talk about this idea of dominating the world, both as it applies to the world at large and to our individual lives. We need to set up some important ideas here, and I want to give you the big picture to help you understand all of this and start applying it to your life. I can't just hit you with a few verses and expect you to start walking this out. So as we move into talking about you know running the world and dominating the world, let's start with this idea or this question. Who should run the world? To put it another way, who does God want running the world? Well, I see only three options. First option, God wants Christians running the world. The second option, God wants unbelievers running the world. And let me just say that part of option two, if God wants unbelievers running the world, that means God wants unbelievers running believers And if you're a believer, that means God wants unbelievers ruling and running you. Again, that's option two. And option three is God just doesn't care. Well, I hopefully, hopefully you see the ridiculousness of options two and three, but, but maybe not. And we'll keep talking about all this, but I certainly believe, and I believe the Bible is very clear that God wants Christians running the world. I believe God wants his people with his ways and his agenda running the world. And I also believe that God wants us Christians to be running and dominate, dominating our own individual lives and our own individual worlds. But to start with, you have to understand that God's will is not automatic. Yes, there are some big picture prophetic things that have already been released, such as the return of Jesus Christ one day, that they are absolutely going to happen. They've already been set in motion. There's nothing we could say or do to change that. But the vast majority of God's will is not automatic. And the vast majority of God's plan for your life is not automatically going to happen. We have to learn God's ways and follow them. And, you know, let's just keep it simple, right? If I decide to stop working, start getting drunk every day, start gambling, start cheating on my wife, so on and so forth, I have the free will. I could do all of those things. God is not going to restrain me physically from doing any of those things. And if I start doing them, I am absolutely not going to follow in God's plan for my life. Rather, if I do want to follow God's plan for my life, I have to learn his ways. I have to pray. I have to read the word. I have to study. I have to fellowship with other Christians. I have to begin applying the kingdom of God's wisdom and systems to my life. And then absolutely, I will begin seeing the results, the success that the word of God promises. But look, you know, I realize this may go against what you've been taught, that, you know, whatever happens to you is God's will. A lot of people think that. A lot of people believe that. It's very sad that, that, you know, that that concept is as prevalent as it is, but it's just not the truth. Look, that's actually good news. Knowing that God's will is not automatic empowers you to take action, to work with God, to learn his ways and to do what you need to do to see his will in your life. Every bad thing that's ever happened to you 
is not God's will. It was not part of God's plan. God's not hurting you. God's not hurting people in your world. No, it's the devil. The devil's the one who came to steal, kill, and destroy. And we live in a fallen world. We'll get into this a little more. But the bottom line is God's will is not automatic. And we can see God's will come to pass if we learn his ways and begin operating in them. And look, more or less, everything I talk about is to help others see God's will come to pass in their lives, to help make the mental shifts, the behavioral shifts, the changes, the mental framework changes that are so important to really seeing God's will come to pass. But, you know, just as an example of this, before we go deeper, you know, God wants everybody to be saved through acceptance of Jesus Christ. That's 2 Peter 3, 9. But everyone is not saved. For salvation, a person must confess with their mouth that Jesus is their Lord and believe in their heart that God raised him from the dead. That's Romans 10, verses 9 and 10. And it's not automatic. God doesn't force anyone to do that. God does draw people to faith by his spirit in the same way God leads people, helps people from time to time avoid bad decisions or do the right thing. But no one is forced to accept salvation, even though salvation is God's will for every man. But moreover, there are lots of other things, right? All the sickness, the poverty, the death, the strife, the evil in those world, in this world. Those are not God's will. Again, the devil is the God of this period of time. That's 2 Corinthians 4.4. 4. And the devil is actively at work in people to further the kingdom of darkness. Ephesians 2 verse 2. God's will is not automatic. God does have a plan, but a lot of what we see in the world is not it. But let me tell you this, my brother or sister, and this is the key. You, Christian, should be experiencing God's will in every single aspect of your life. And the world should be experiencing God's will in every area of the world. Both of these will require that we learn God, God's ways and take actions to change our lives and change the world. You see, you by yourself cannot change the entire world. Yes, I get it. If you had the right job, the right influence, or the right invention, you could certainly have a major impact on the world. We think about Facebook, Amazon, Google, absolutely. But you by yourself could never get down to the granular level of helping everyone come into the God's individual plans or God's individual best for their lives. However, you can change your world. You can make the changes so that you can see God's best in every area of your personal life. And this will have a ripple effect to everything and everyone in your life with God beginning to touch these things as his will is in interacting with these things in some ways. Now, what if you did that? What if you began seeing God's best and God's plan in every area of your life, which is absolutely possible? Now, what if a million of us started doing that? How about a billion of us? You see, we can't individually change the whole world, but we can't change, but we can change our worlds. And if enough of us start changing our worlds, then the whole world will change. And I know it's cliche, but it is the truth. We must become the change we want to start seeing in the world. You see, to focus on the big picture, the change of the world for the kingdom of God, we have to start by focusing on our own pictures. 
I need to focus on my world and I want to help you with yours. You should be dominating every aspect of your life and you should be seeing God's best in every area of your life. And look, before we go further, if that doesn't compute with the mental framework you have because of the religious background, religious traditions or unbelief that's been poured into you from this world or the fake religious systems out there, then just stay with me. Just just put all that on the shelf for a few minutes and let's let the word of God influence our thinking. Look at what God told the Israelites as they were heading out of the wilderness into the promised land. Remember, they'd been slaves for you know around 400 years in Egypt. Then God brought them into the wilderness. They had some issues they had to deal with for approximately 40 years. And then they were going to be going into the promised land. And let me just say that the church at large has been in the wilderness for 2,000 years. It's time we grow up and enter the promised land where all of God's promises are in full manifestation of in our lives. See, that's God's will. But again, back to the Israelites. This is what Moses said to them before they went in. Deuteronomy 28 verses 1 and 13. If you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully follow all his commands I give you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all nations on earth. The Lord will make you the head, not the tail. If you pay attention to the commands of the Lord your God that I give you this day and carefully follow them, you will always be at the top, never at the bottom. You see, these promises were first given to the Israelites as they went to take the promised land and establish their new nation. But they still apply to us today. Every promise from God to his people is yours now, my Christian brother or sister. That's 2 Corinthians 1 verse 20. The promises are your inheritance. They were fully earned by Jesus. He satisfied every condition. See, remember the condition Moses was saying, look, you have to fully obey the Lord and carefully follow all his instructions. Jesus did that. Jesus did that for us. We could never do it. God knows that. But we come in to the perfection of Jesus. And that Jesus is the substitutionary sacrifice, the propitiation for our sins, so on and so forth. And now we partake of his perfection by our faith in Jesus Christ. So again, Romans 4. you got to study Romans 4. One of the most powerful passages in the Bible. The promises are your inheritance. They were fully earned by Jesus. They are freely given to you. And now they only require faith for their manifestation. That's all of God's promises. Health, prosperity, relationship, good works, fulfillment in your life. All of it, right? All of those promises are yours. But faith is required. Listen to my other teachings on live by faith. Unfortunately, uh, we all need to work on our uh, minds and our understanding of what faith really is and how to use it. But that's for another day. You see, God did not want the nation of Israel to be at the top and for us, the body of Christ, his children, to be at the bottom. God does not want them to be high above all nations of the earth and you, you and I, in, in 2021, the people of God, the kingdom, the body of Christ, we're just going to be subjected to all the ungodly rulers and, and unbelief and ungodliness in the earth today. You see, it's easy to go picture of the big picture with this, right? Start looking at the world at large, but that's not the answer. We can't start there. You need to focus on you and changing your world. You should be at the top. 
You should be the head. You should be walking in the full manifestation of all God's promises. And to get specific, and I'm probably going to be touching up against some stuff here, but you should be in perfect physical health. You should have plenty of money so that you are satisfied, content, and generous. You should have wonderful relationships with your family members. You should have a job and spiritual assignments that are exciting and fulfilling and uniquely tailored to your personality and gifts. You should have a vibrant, passionate, loving relationship with God. All of these are specifically promised in the Bible. Those promises are yours and you should be living them out. You can get there. You can live in all of these and more. I'm not saying it's going to happen immediately, but it will happen. When you make your relationship with God your highest priority, study the Bible to learn His ways, love, generosity, spirituality, wisdom, and others. You take these principles and apply them to your life. And this is not bondage. This is so hard. This is so hard to truly put into words. But when you devote your life to the ways of God, you're not entering into bondage. You are actually getting free. But you see, it's a freedom from a bondage we didn't know that we had. We didn't know that the world system, we didn't, we didn't understand that the devil is the true God of this period of time and that the vast majority of the systems that function in this world are his design and reflect his influence on them. You see, if we will learn the kingdom's ways, we will be freed from those systems, from the dominion of darkness, and we can operate on an entirely different level and dominate the world for the kingdom of God. And we are not coming in as subjects, as slaves to a new, you know, uh, terrible uh, despot or a terrible king or a ruler that wants to abuse us. No, we come in as the the, he's the king of kings. We are the junior kings. We are the junior, you know, the, the princes, the rulers. Jesus is our brother. God is our father. We come in not to someone else's kingdom as subjects, but it is our own kingdom as we are the family of God. So look, we come out of these systems. We learn God's ways and we begin to dominate our lives. We can begin to allow the ways of God to inform every aspect of our existence, every thought, every word, every action. Now our lives begin to change. We look around and we see evidence of God everywhere because we have invited him in everywhere. You see, what he has invited, he comes. Remember that and invite him constantly into every area of your life, into every area of you. Look at my teachings on sin and God's directions. You see, the point of those teachings is not about sin. It's not to beat anybody up. I mean, anybody that knows me knows I'm not a, a judgmental person. Don't get down on people for mistakes. I've certainly made my own fair share. Not perfect by any means. And, and you see, the point of those teachings is to let's get free from the condemnation of the past and understand that God's directions are best. God's directions and his ways and his systems lead us into our best possible life. Look at the teachings on faith. Begin using faith in God's promises and they will start manifesting. Here's my point. As you begin to live in God's ways and God's promises, every aspect of your, of your existence will begin to reflect God's will. You see, 
When you become a loving person, a gentle person, a kind person, a truly spiritual person, now you're reflecting who God created you to be, the highest expression of who you are, of who your creator made you. Then you begin seeing his blessings and his promises manifest in your life. You have good relationships with your family. You're financially doing fine, so much so that you can be generous with others. Your, uh, your health you know, your health is, is springing forth as the Bible talks about and things are, you know, old injuries, old pains, they start going away, right? You start uh, these old problems that have lingered, new problems, whatever they are, your health starts coming forth in your body because that's exactly what the word of God promises, right? And then you begin as your, your life begins to change inside and out. Now you start influencing others for the kingdom of God. You start showing the love of God to the world. And you see, now we're coming into the existence that he has for us, the true height of existence. Every aspect of your world will begin changing and to submitting to this united will for your life that you now have with God. Every aspect will change. And this is how you begin to dominate your life as God would have you. You work with God to see his will manifested in every area of your life. That is the key to your best possible life. And this is the best for your world and the world of the others around you. Because listen, as you begin to see your life improving, to taking the steps, to learning God's ways, there is a process that simultaneously begins within you. It is automatic. And in fact, if you really feel that you're pressing into God and you have not experienced what I'm about to talk about, then you should call me. We should talk. We should pray about it. But here is that process. You start to want to work with God to help others. You see, and I've been accused of this. Please don't hear me for a moment suggest that the plan of God or dominating life is only about improving your personal existence. That's not it. It's about all of God's plan. And a huge part of God's plan for you is the impact you are supposed to have on the world, which is actually the secret to your personal fulfillment in life, which can only be found with God. That's another story. God wants you to help people. God wants you to love people. God wants you to help others come into God and his blessings for them. And this calling, which we all have in different ways, this calling to help others, you experience excitement and fulfillment like you have never before. When you work with your creator in the way he created you to bring others to him, well, that's one of the greatest experiences life has to offer. Again, dominating life, as I'm talking about it, is working with God to see his will in every aspect of your life. Let's look at some verses here. Luke ten nineteen. nothing shall hurt you. Isaiah 54, 17, no weapon formed against you will prosper. Deuteronomy 30, verse 9, everything you put your hand to will prosper. Jeremiah 17, 8, you will be like a tree planted by a river. Even in a worldwide famine, you will grow and produce fruit. Deuteronomy 28, 2, all of God's blessings will manifest in your life. These are God's promises to his people and they are yours. It's true. We do need to break down life with God into its component parts. 
What does God want for my relationships, for my body, for my finances, for my activities, etc.? But you can step back for a moment and you can see the whole tapestry, how they are all woven together. When you work with God in every area of your life, you will see a harmonious life organized by God to bless you, your family, everyone in your world, and the overall kingdom of God. You see, this is one of the beauties when you really begin to live with God, this unified existence with God where you're allowing him into every area of your life. All of a sudden you have, you know, I'll just tell a quick example. You know, maybe this isn't the best example, but it's the one that's coming to me. One time my daughter had a parent day, uh, excuse me, parent come and talk about your job. Well, let's be honest, that's not really my thing. And you can criticize me all day. But I had a dream. And God said that I needed to go participate in that. Well, the reason was not so that a bunch of kindergartners could hear about the practice of law. They didn't care. But it just so happened that the father next to me and I were in the same fields, a great guy. We met. We had never met before. We met that day. That was years ago. And we're still friends to this day. It's just a simple example. God wants to be involved in your life, in your work, in your kids, in your relationships. And then in, in ways that only he can because he sees everything, he starts fitting them together through relationships, through activities, through through endeavors, that through your good works. And all of them start fitting together and you can end up with this life that truly God created, that, that you just see his blessing and feel his presence everywhere. When you step back, yeah, you got to work on God's ways in your finances, in your health in your activities, in your relationships. Like you can't be around some of the old people anymore. You can't go to some of the old places anymore. That's just the way it is. He wants to bring you up. He wants to take you to the next level. But when you do that, when you start allowing your existence to be rearranged by your creator, all of a sudden your whole existence changes. And now it starts working together inside. You're in harmony, spirit, soul, and body. Outside, you're in harmony with the world because you're having your impact on the earth for the kingdom of God. Now everything's clicking, right? Now everything's clicking. Now we're talking about peace and fulfillment on another level. So look, furthermore, if you step back even farther, stop looking at just your own. You can get this idea. I know you can. This idea where your life is a tapestry created by God. I say tapestry because when God says, I know the plans I have for you, that word is really about a weaving, right? God weaves it all together for us. But but it's not just you. You step back and you can start to see the tapestry of, of all of humanity where, where my the plan of God for my life fits with the plan of God for yours, for my wife, for my kids. Obviously, a lot of interweavings there. Some people, different countries, I'll never meet them. Not a lot of intersection, but we all fit together as the body of Christ in the kingdom of God. And there's so much fulfillment and love and, and wonderfulness as our tapestries begin to intersect with those around us, Right? We are in this perfect bond with God and with each other. And, and this bond just is this, the life of God, the love of God pulsating through all of us. You see, we are unique and uniquely loved. You can't let the devil 
help you to think that God wants us to all be his slaves or we should all be identical or we should all be like Ned Flanders and the Simpsons. That's not true. That's a lie of the devil. We are unique and uniquely loved, but we are all part of the same family. All God's blessings and plans for our lives also serve to strengthen and beautify the entire kingdom of God. God's will for my life intersects and intertwines with God's will for yours. As you begin to see God's will in every area of your life, you will see it spreading into the lives of others. I look at my good friend Gil Bailey, who runs the Schools for Haiti organization, where I've been to Haiti a number of times, and I've been able to bring friends and clients. Right? You see God using Gil in Haiti to change thousands of lives, but it's not just the kids in Haiti. It's the hundreds, if not thousands of people that have now gotten involved with Schools for Haiti, that have been on a mission trip, that have participated in our different events and how God has used Schools for Haiti to impact their lives and set them on fire for the kingdom of God. Not to mention everything with the children. You see, it all starts working together when you let God use you in the way he wants to use you in this life your your submission to his plan submission's a bad word but you know you're just acceptance and an agreement with god to walk in your father's plan for you now it impacts and intersects with the lives of those around you and their lives begin changing they begin seeing god's plan in their lives not only uh, because of the changes that they're making in their lives, but because of the changes that people around them are making in their lives. You see, it all fits together. We all work together. Look at the promises of God again. We are to be the head and not the tail, above and not beneath, over all the nations of the earth. Why? Because God wants us to experience all of him and his blessings, and he wants the same for everyone else. As we rise, we bring others with us. As the kingdom is revealed and displayed, others come to God and join it. Isaiah 60, verses 1 through 3. Arise, shine, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth and thick darkness is over the people, but the Lord rises upon you and his glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Yes, those promises in Deuteronomy in this passage from Isaiah, they were first directed to the nation of Israel. But the Old Testament provides images, they call them types and shadows, for the New Testament. You see, understanding a lot in the Old Testament helps us understand what's really going on in our relationship with God now through Jesus Christ. You see, the true manifestation of this promise is for the body of Christ to take its rightful place in the earth as the head, as the light of God. You see, our light has come. It's the light, it's the day star, right? It's Jesus Christ. The light of the glory of God has come upon us in the face of Jesus Christ. Darkness, you see, we come with this light. We take our rightful place in the earth and billions of people will join God's family. Darkness may cover the earth, many people, but when you rise and when others see the glory of God on you, when they see the promises of God in your life and the love you show to the world, they will come. And they aren't coming to you. It's about you. Every mature Christian really understands this. It's not this. This isn't a pride thing. 
It's not look at me. It's look at what God has done in my life. Look at what God has done for me. They People, they are not coming to you. They are coming to your God. They're, this is how it's supposed to work. They come saying, surely God is in you and there is no other. There is no other God. That's Isaiah 45, 14. This is how it's supposed to work. We take our place in the earth so others, so unbelievers can see. They want what God has done for us. They come and then we have an opportunity to show the love of God to them and invite them into the family and kingdom of God. Listen to what Jesus said in Mark thirteen thirty four, because this is an extremely important shift we have to start making, how we're supposed to start dominating. Mark thirteen thirty four. Jesus said, For the Son of Man is a man taking a far journey, who left his house and gave authority to his servants and to every man his work and commanded the porter to watch. Listen again to Jesus, Matthew twenty eight eighteen through 20. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. You see, Jesus is no longer here on the earth physically, but he is still with us spiritually by the Holy Spirit. And he has given to every one of us authority and good works. All authority was given to him and he has delegated to us his authority on the earth. Why? So that we can make disciples and we can see God's will come to pass. Matthew sixteen fifteen through 19. This is the famous conversation between Jesus and his disciples. But what about you, Jesus asked? Who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter and on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. My friends, the authority on earth has been given to us and all of heaven stands behind us. We have the keys of the kingdom of heaven. We are supposed to go through life binding and loosing according to God's will. We are supposed to decide what is okay and what's not okay. And how do we know? It's because the Bible tells us so. We are supposed to dominate this world according to God's will. Listen to this interaction between Jesus and his disciples in Luke ten seventeen through 19. I'm not talking about just the 12. This is after Jesus had given them authority to the 72 and told them to go out. When the 72 disciples returned, they joyfully reported to Jesus, Lord, even the demons obey us when we use your name. Yes, he told them, I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. Look, I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy. You can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them. Nothing will injure you. We, my friends, are to take authority over the God of this age who is the devil and the dominion of darkness and fight against this. Fight against it. We are to preach the gospel and bring others into the kingdom of God. We are to go out to bind and loose and make disciples. We are to rise and shine with the glory of God so that others will see God in our lives and come to his kingdom. 
John 16.33, Jesus speaking, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. 1 John 5, 4-5 For everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world? Only the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. See, unfortunately, we have not taken and used the authority that Jesus gave us. We have not taken our place as the authoritative presence on the earth for the kingdom of God. This is why there are so many ungodly rulers and ungodly laws in the world. That's why there's so much evil in the world. We have not bound it. The God of this period of time, the devil, has raised up leaders and people controlled by demons, and they are imposing his evil will on the earth. I get it. That is a big statement, but it is the biblical truth. Much of the world is dominated by evil people for the kingdom of darkness. And that is not God's will. Are we supposed to be okay with that? I'm not okay with it. I'm going to take my place. I'm going to rise and shine. I'm going to overcome even as he overcame. I'm going to take my place. I'm going to do my part to see God's will in my individual lives and then do everything I can to to have the impact on the world for God that I'm supposed to have. Let's start with dominating our individual lives. Are you having a hard time at work? Let God and His ways influence every aspect of your job. What about in your marriage? Start with love and let the Holy Spirit patiently guide your actions and your words. Take a class, get counseling, do whatever you need to do, but learn the ways of God for your marriage, for your parent-child relationships, for all the relationships in your life, and begin doing what he teaches. What about physical problems? Start with God's word on healing. Just, I mean, go on Andrew Womack. All right, his stuff's all free. Andrew Womack is a minister in Colorado. They do healing school every Thursday. It's on YouTube. Start there if you've got nowhere else to start. Jesus bore our sicknesses and carried our diseases and by Jesus' stripes we were healed. God calls himself Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that heals. God wants you healthy. Why? Because when you're in health, you can have the impact on the world for the kingdom of God that God wants you to have. Yes, I know some people get sick and draw people to God, and I'm not going to get into all of that right now. But the bottom line is God wants you healthy. And if you will study God's word for your health. You'll see the promises for yourself. Remember, the promises are yours and you can live in perfect physical health. Where do you see evidence of the enemy in your life? There shouldn't be any, but we all have seen it. It's a fallen world. Remember, we've all been attacked. We've all gone through hard times, but where do you still see it? Start taking authority over the devil and unclean spirits In the name of Jesus, you bind them. You command them to stop, to get out. You treat the devil and his demons just like Jesus did. No discussion. Shut up, get out, never return. Remember, we're not fighting against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, and rulers of darkness in high places, spiritual wickedness. Our fight is not against people. It's It's against the ruler of the dominion of darkness, the devil, the God of this period of time. It's a spiritual fight. 
You see, wherever you invite God in, He's going to come. When He comes, His blessings and wisdom come with Him. You can work with God to succeed in every area of your life. It won't happen automatically, but you can see God's will manifested in every single area. And as you begin, God is going to invite you to help Him love others. Take this invitation. This will accelerate your growth and take your relationship with God to the next level. You will begin dominating your life and the world around you for God. As God's will permeates your existence, it will permeate the world around you, and it will begin impacting the lives of others for the kingdom of God. You are taking your place in the great mission of the kingdom of God, showing God's love and glory to the world. There is another type of existence available, my friend, where God's people overcome the world and ride on the high places of the earth. This is wonderful for us and for others. It's our job to take all that God has given us, especially this authority over the dominion of darkness, and bring his will into reality. Other people in this ungodly age should not be ruling us. We should be ruling in the name of Jesus and for God's kingdom. You see, the dominion of darkness may not be fully destroyed until Jesus does so as described in the book of Revelation. But we should start fighting against it now. We start bringing people out of it and making disciples of God now. This is the true war that we are called into where the heights of purpose and excitement and fulfillment for all of us are found. Let's get going. Let's get started. Let's take our place. Thank you for taking your time with me today. God bless you. I love you. And I'll see you next time.